We have more comments from head coach Matt Eberflus, this time in regards to the conversation that he had about the expectations with Justin Fields. We also have comments from Justin Fields about his own uh, progress and how he looks and views and prepares for the game against the Atlanta Hawks. We're also going to talk about Jaquan Brisker and the growing chemistry of that secondary. And lastly, we're going to look at Devin Hester being named as a finalist once again for the NFL Hall of Fame. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So uh, we got more things from Matt Eberflus and comments from Justin Fields this time. This time kind of talking about uh, Matt Eberflus, about the future and the conversation that he had with Justin Fields. He said this, I talked to him in a general sense and just in terms of the position of being an NFL quarterback. You're always going to get that, so you got to keep your eyes forward and your feet where they are. That's the most important thing. you got to focus on here and now and improving every single day. When you do that, you're going to get better and you're going to be able to stay locked in on your job. He does a great job of that every single week. I commend him for that. you got to be strong to do that. Certainly during times of adversity, he stands on solid ground. He stands on work ethic and the man that he is. He does that. He keeps his eyes forward and his feet where they're supposed to be. Now, you know, I talked a little bit about yesterday speculating uh, that if the comments and kind of non-solid non, comments around Justin Fields in his future kind of were painting a picture of what the Bears may be preparing to do when it comes to Justin Fields in his future. And while... You have a lot of Bears fans on both sides of the spectrum when it comes to that. Bears fans that think, hey, yeah, they're absolutely moving, looking to move on. We haven't even had an analyst come out. Don't really have the name right here in front of me. Uh, they came out and said uh, that the Bears could potentially get an additional first-round pick if they did decide to move uh, Justin Fields at the draft or you know, this offseason or something like that. And, you know, I understand that. And I think that still goes to that while a lot of Bears fans have just reached the point where they're kind of over the field's experiment. And some Bears fans are more patient. They want to see improvements on the offensive line, things like that, offensive coordinator, and then want to have another time, another couple of years of evaluating Justin Fields. And, you know, that's kind of the camp that I sit uh, in the most. Like I said, uh, Justin Fields definitely has things that he needs to improve on. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I feel like a lot of Bears fans are kind of impatient. And like I said before, I don't necessarily agree with that impatience, but I do understand the impatience. And so when it comes down to whatever the future holds for Justin Fields, you know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. And hopefully it ends up being the best for Justin. If the Bears are going to keep him, which is something that I hope they do, they have to put a better situation around him, be the offensive coordinator, another wide receiver, you know, those type of things to really kind of get the most out of Justin Fields. Now, for what it's worth, Justin Fields has had comments himself on his game. He said this, I'm not perfect at anything. To be honest, I have a lot of work to do. That work's uh, going to put me in. It's going to be done. I'm excited for this Sunday, the matchup we have against Atlanta, going against a talented defense. Everybody's getting ready for it, so it'll be fun. I feel like uh, we should have scored more, and if I would have thrown a better ball to Khalil Herbert on that pick, that was a potential touchdown there. 21 points in the first half. you got to score more than six the whole second half. We left more uh, out there, so cleaning up those details and focusing on sustaining that hot start throughout the game. And you know, that's something that's definitely there for Justin Fields and this offense, right? We either have hot, we have hot halves, right, or hot, uh, hot quarters. We haven't really seen the offense put together a full four, four quarters of football in quite a while. We've seen it at times this season, but haven't really seen it through through large parts of this season. And so, you know, that's there's a lot of fault to be spread around to that. Luke Getze, Justin Fields, 
uh, lack of execution, lack of being able to protect Justin at times. There's enough blame to go around on that. But when you're a quarterback at the NFL level, and per what Matt Eberflus was saying, is that you're judged by a different standard. And that's something that I've said here regardless, right? Is it always right? No. But that is what comes with the job of being a QB1 at the NFL level. You're going to get a a large share of the blame. You're going to get an unfair share of the of the glory when it's successful, when, you're, when your team's being successful. It just it comes with the game of football. And Justin Fields is not exempt from that. And so it's good to hear that Justin understands what he needs to do but we need to see it actually come out on the football field, right? So, you know, again, I love that Justin Fields has always seemed to have the right mindset. That is something that even people who doubt Justin Fields talks about that he has the right, you know, mindset. He has, you know, the right uh, self-accountability with things. Now, you got to get it done on on the field, right? You can say, and I have a phrase that I say all the time in life, not just in sports, anybody can fix their mouth to say anything, but you got to come out and show and prove. Your actions are what's going to dictate how much your words really do matter when it's said and done. And so that really comes down to how we're going to view Justin Fields, right? And, yeah, he's getting an un, a unjust amount of, like, no, let me not say criticism. Criticism is always fair. But, like, it's kind of some of the hate, the vitriol when it comes down to Justin Fields. Like I said, I understand what it's rooted in, but I think people have gone, like, really far left with it. But at the end of the day, it's up to Justin to perform. And it's up to Justin to develop and to Fix up the short certain parts of his game. Now it's on to the it's up to the coaching staff. It's up to the front office to improve the things around him. That's not something that Justin controls. He doesn't control whether the front office goes out and spends money on an offensive line. He doesn't control if the of the offensive line goes out and gets some. I'm sorry if the if the front office goes out and gets some more weapons. Those are things that are outside his control as a quarterback. But the things that he can control: reading defenses, understanding. Uh, how to extend games with his legs rather than just rely on that heavily. These are things that he can. Better decision-making down down the stretch of games. Those are absolutely things that Justin Fields can control. And, you know, third year, like he still has room and time to develop and grow. Justin Fields is not a finished product yet. And while there are some Bears fans that are are, are over it and they don't want to wait to the finished product, they want the next sh- shiny new quarterback because they think that that's going to be what saves this team and turns it around. And I mean, maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. I, I I don't know the future. I can't say on that. But what I will say is that if the Bears do decide to to hold on to Justin Fields for another season and, and let him be the QB one and improve things around him, I think we're going to see a quarterback that that goes in the right direction. Now, does that improvement mean you can make improvement and still not necessarily be where you need to be? And that's one of the biggest questions that we I think we know that Justin Fields can improve and that he has improved in a lot of areas of his game. The key thing is, is that Will that improvement come in the level that we need that improvement to come and then get to more wins for the Chicago Bears in the long run? So that's kind of my thought process on it. It's always good to hear like players and coaches with their own words say things. That's why I always like to read the quotes or play the video when we actually have the video clips of them saying these things. I couldn't find it by the time I needed to record this, so that's why you didn't get the video on this episode. But overall, you know, it's going to be a big storyline of the offseason. Uh, what the Bears are going to do with the quarterback position, what they're going to do with the number one overall pick. And we could have quite a while until we get a resolution to that. Now, I will say this. I do think uh, that we will start kind of getting a picture painted. It may depend by when the when the Bears or who they hire as the next head coach or the offensive coordinator. It'll start painting that picture. But we got until April, right? We got four months. The draft is April 25th, basically exactly four months. Until that that draft happens. Now, that's not to say that the Bears, if they do trade the number one overall pick, that trade can't happen before then. If they hold on to it, that's going to add to speculation. But I do think we're going to get answers if we if we read the tea leaves and the direction that this team is going 
depending on what moves they make. One good thing about the NFL is that the the free agency comes before the draft, so that always makes it really good there as well. But stay locked in here where we're going to be giving you coverage, daily coverage, even during the offseason. We stay daily even during then. Always something to talk about with the Bears. We're going to be going over draft analysis, free agent lists, things like that, potential targets. So if you want that up-to-date, uh, constant Bears coverage, even in the offseason, Chicago Bears Central is where to be. But talking about the offseason, what are some of the biggest needs right now for the Chicago Bears? Center's definitely one of them, right? I think we, we've talked about that. We've talked about depth at the, at the tackle and overall in the offensive line, whether we go after starting level, tack- ta- uh, starting level tackle in the, in the free agency or we wait to the draft. The Bears have a finite amount of draft capital. Some of this is going to have to be addressed with free agency, and we'll start to see those pictures again where it comes to because, again, we, we're, free agency happens before the draft. So that's a big indicator of where the Bears are going to go, what direction they're going to go in. But outside of the players that we need, you know an offensive coordinator has to be had. And while, you know, like I said, I read the quote from uh, the analyst who was named Ramey or whatever uh, that said that, oh, you, got, you keep the coordinator, just change the quarterback. Listen, Luke Getzey got to go. Luke Getzey has to go, and I think that is when that and head coach um, are one of the most important decisions that the Chicago Bears are going to make, and that's probably the first thing that we're going to de- we're going to get a decision on before the Bears even go into free agency. We're probably going to get that, like I said, shortly after the Super Bowl. What's going to happen with the head coach? What's going to happen with the offensive coordinators? Do not be surprised if oh, two, three weeks after the Super Bowl ends, and we kind of end that whole era, that we then get decisions made on the head coach. So. That, that's one of the po- po- most important dominoes to fall, and a lot of things are going to be dictated by how that domino falls for the Chicago Bears this offseason. And then, of course, like we said, the center position, a huge uh, point of need for the Chicago Bears, especially considering they passed up on some really good center prospects in the draft last year. Then you got to look at wide receivers, probably something they're going to really address, especially with you know Darnell Mooney not really stepping up. That's not to say maybe they do retain him, depending on if they sign a veteran, they feel like they can get a really good guy. In, in that with their own first round pick or with the first overall pick with the wide receiver. I think that's going to be something that they definitely look. And then defensive end is a big one. Now we have a voicemail on what the Bears should do with defensive end. So I'm going to wait to get into some some options there uh, after that. But, you know, that's things that I think the Bears have to look at. Big positions of need for the Chicago Bears, and we'll see what they do. One thing that isn't a position of need for the Chicago Bears, but they still may have a signing pending that they need to do with it, is the secondary. The Chicago Bears secondary has been on an absolute tear and is growing as health has grown. And, of course, after the addition of Montez Sweat and that pass rush has made things easier on the Chicago Bears secondary. And Jaquan Brisker actually talked about it. He said this, the secondary has been crazy. Our chemistry is going. You can just tell that guys are out there healthy. Guys are out there flying around, having fun with a lot of great energy and passion. It's showing. I can't wait to get back with those guys. And when you look at this to the start of the season, the secondary wasn't healthy, right? We had those injuries early on in the season. Almost every member of the secondary has missed some time here and there as well. And so we've really started to get that continuity. And that health has come around the same time after getting Montez Sweat and, of course, the pass rush increasing as well. Montez Sweat has six sacks so far. Uh, in just the time that he's joined the Chicago Bears, that type of pressure also that he's bringing and that the defensive line has been bringing, Justin Jones getting two and a half sacks since Montez Sweat joined here as well, right? That added pressure has definitely helped the Chicago Bears defense step up big time. And we got a big decision that we need to make in that secondary with Jalen Johnson. But outside of that, you look, you have all young players outside of Eddie Jackson um, who just are, are all could potentially grow together over the next handful of years. And I think you do need to figure out something to do with that safety. You have to prepare for life without Eddie Jackson, whether he's moved, whether he's not retained, or you just want to go ahead and, and draft 
uh, his possible replacement in the upcoming years. Well, in this with this draft to replace him in the upcoming years, that's something you also need to look at. But overall, you have the bones of a secondary that's playing extremely well and it all fit each other really nice. That secondary, I'm not saying Legion of Boom. We got way well too far to go before we're able to even say anything like that. But I will say this, this is a hard-hitting defense that all, I'm sorry, secondary, that all plays within their roles extremely well. They're all natural, just talented players. You got Terrell uh, Smith and, and Tyreek Stevenson, who in their rookie years have already shown big-time playmaking ability, and Jalen Johnson is thriving as well with that added pass rush. The secondary is one of the gems on the Chicago Bears team, and it's one of the foundational pieces that the Bears can use to build off on going forward into next year. And like I've said before, this Bears team, this defense has been so good that it has the potential to be what propels the Chicago Bears into the playoffs almost in of them just by the nature of how good this defense can be if you make the key acquisitions. The defensive end is going to be one of that as well. What are you going to do for the other side of Montez Sweat? We got a, we got a voicemail from the general I'll read in that one in a second. But overall, right now, the secondary, and I love that Jaquan Brisker is confident in it. Hopefully we can have a season of relative health Next season as well, you're never going to get really a 100% healthy season. It just doesn't happen in football. But I think that with the way that the secondary is growing, we have a secondary that is just has so much potential to just be out of this world. man. And let's hope that it continues, man. But let's go ahead and get into the one voicemail we got for today. Uh, whoa, whoa, before we get that, I almost skipped something. We got to talk about uh, Devin Hester being a finalist yet again for the third time in three years. Devin Hester is a finalist for the NFL Hall of Fame. Now, this is something that, you know, we've wanted to see. He's been eligible for the last three years. Um, he really transformed, uh, you know, punt, uh, punt and kick returning in a way that is just amazing. We saw teams try to replicate what Devin Hester did. Devin Hester was such an important part of special teams during that era in both the 2000s and the 2010s, making all-decade teams. Devin Hester was a monster. For the Chicago Bears from 2006 to 2013, and I really do think he deserves to get in the NFL Hall of Fame, and it's it's long overdue. I understood he probably wasn't going to be a first ballot, and you know, second uh, uh, special teams has always been something that's kind of been looked at as. Uh, and Devin Hester changed it a lot of ways. Devin Hester, with the level of play that he brought, him and Dante Hall, I believe it was. That's the throwback. I haven't said that name in a while. Really transformed the game when it came to special teams, but it all comes back to Devin Hester and for the impact that he made on something that people just looked at as a kind of given, he made it dynamic. He made you have to worry and think about who, if you were going to kick it to Devin Hester and where he was going to get that ball or if he was going to run it back for a touchdown. And he did it at a high level for years and years and years. To me, Devin Hester deserves to definitely be in the Hall of Fame. And hopefully this is the year that he gets in. Him and Julius Peppers as former Chicago Bears that are, that are finalists now for the Hall of Fame. Let's hope that they get it in. But let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think that Devin Hester should have already been in the Hall of Fame? Do you think he's going to get in this year? Let me know that down below if you're on the YouTube side. But now, we got one voicemail to play. Let's go ahead and get to that voicemail. This one's from Brandon L. Jet. Yo, Hayes. Bobby, Fida, Vivo, Big Cam. What's going on? This is BLJ, the general. My mailbag question is in regards to, uh, I think it's the Bears' defense. In regards to Montez Sweat, no doubt about it. He has been a great acquisition for us. Uh, that contract, I think so far, it is well-deserved. We'll see how his play ages out over the, over the next four years. But my question is, who do you think would be a good pair to go alongside him? Do you think it would be a good veteran like Max Crosby or somebody like that? 
or like a good draft pick, like the kid from FSU. I can't remember his name. Uh, I think it was like Jared something. Uh, forgive me right now. I am unprepared upon that. My bad. But in regards to that, because we know that in, in Guaque or crap, I just butchered his name. Um, he is not coming back. He is out for the season with his uh, broken ankle. And he is not worth 10 mil, in my opinion. Who do you think would be an excellent person to pair up with Red Marquez with to go on a defensive line? Is it a veteran or a young draft pick? What are your thoughts? Peace. Great question here. And I agree with you. Yannick Ngakwe is not coming back. And I think you have a lot of options. Now, you mentioned Max Crosby, and that's definitely somebody that uh, that the Bears could look to acquire, especially if they end up trading the first overall pick. They'll move down to 10, which is where the Oakland Raiders get. Now, that is a trade that you could potentially get a big haul back from. But personally, uh, you guys know, I, I would like to see the Bears uh, go ahead and, and draft a, a, a edge in this draft. And it's one that I think would be really good next to, uh, well, on the opposite side of Montez Sweat. And that is Jared Verse. This is a guy that I've been literally talking about for you guys since about week three. That if he came out, this is a guy I would love to see. Nine sacks on the season so far in college. 41 overall tackles. Three passes deflected as well. One forced fumble. Jared Verse is an absolute dog. And when you look at having somebody who's solid in the run and pass, much like what um what uh, uh, uh Montez Sweat is, it really looks at that. When you look at the last two years, he got nine sacks in both the last two years in college, and he's had 18 in, in, his, in his career. Jared Verse is a dog, man, and Jared Verse is just somebody that if the Bears called his name on draft night, I don't think many Bears fans are going to be disappointed by that. But even outside of that, there's a guy who's uh, projected to probably even go before him at that edge position, and that's uh, Latau, uh, Latu, Latu, I, I don't, you, uh, edge out of UCLA. This is another guy who's an absolute beast at that edge position. And, you know, we heard that the Bears could be open to going uh, early to draft an edge early, something that they have not done under Ryan Poles' timer. They have not drafted an edge in the first or second rounds. And so with two first-round picks, they could absolutely look to do that. And with uh, Latou from UCLA, when you look at it, 13 sacks this past season in college, 28 uh, solo tackles, 21 assisted for 49 total tackles. He also has two interceptions, two pass deflected, three forced fumbles. This guy is a monster. He has 24 sacks over his three years in college. In that first year, he only played eight games but ha and had a half a sack. So you got to look at it. He did most of his damage in, in 2022 and 23. So these are two guys that I would really love to see the Chicago Bears draft with their own first-round pick, um, which right now it's slated to be number eight. They're both slated to be on the board by then. I think you can do a lot worse than these guys, and I think adding them to defense is already growing as a pass-rushing team. And then you look, you have the, you have a nice mix of youth and and veteran leadership there. You got Andrew Billings, who you've already resigned. You could look to resign Justin Jones, especially with the way that he's played since Sweat came here. You add a, a young rush uh, or edge in in Jared Verse or Latou there, and then you still have Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens as young guys in the wing that could eventually take over those starting spots. And of course, the linchpin, Montez Sweat. That is a defensive line up, which still got to go out there and get some more depth pieces, right? That I think could do really big damage in getting to the quarterback at the next level in, in, uh, next year in the NFL. So those are the two guys to answer your question that I would love to see the Bears prioritize with their own first round pick, um, depending on where that falls. And I don't think the Bears will be Bears fans will be mad at either one of those picks. Great question from the general there. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. 
chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, uh, Chi-Town Up, Bear Down, love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.